0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Let's kick off the show, shall we? Shall we? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Apple had an event yesterday. I own shares of Apple. Um... It was exactly what it should be. We had a lot of hype going into the event. We've known for two years now that 5G was a thing that was coming. We knew roughly when. We both understand that. We get it. I'm on the same page with you. You're on the same page with me. There was a little bit of a sell the news. You've heard the phrase on Wall Street before, buy the rumor, sell the news. There's a little bit of that going on yesterday. I would say a couple things came out. They've done two events this year in the fall. Typically, they do one. But due to COVID, they weren't able to get their phones put together in September fast enough. Therefore, they've pushed to October and November launches of the new phones. That's not the greatest start. But that's okay because 5G is equivalent to new Xbox. A lot of new technology. It's not going to be ready in the United States, but it will be ready in Asia. 5G is much more of a thing in Asia. And there was a game it's called League of Legends. They were part of the presentation with Apple yesterday. And I figured out, you know, what the big win scenario was real quick yesterday. It's not so much that they went with an iPhone mini. Cute. A really small iPhone. I kind of like it. I'm not one of those people who needs a 12-inch Screen, because I just call that the iPad kind of thing, right? I'm fine. I'm okay. I don't need massive. But you get the trend because Apple's been able to charge more and more and more that direction. Now they're going to be introducing two minis, a mini speaker and a mini phone, which means charging less. Is less more? No, that's not the story from yesterday. The story from yesterday is that League of Legends got to talk about the graphics processor on the phone and how they're going to be introducing league of legends the day the phone comes out and that's big in Asia and where Apple needs to really work well is Asia. They can do it. I have faith. Um, But China's tricky at any point in time, China could pull a United States and say, we don't want to play with you guys anymore. They don't want to surprise me. Apple's price for perfection because we bought the rumor We bought into it. Now they have to execute. And that becomes a little bit more trouble because they already got off to that starting off in October, November, instead of September, October. Um, So I'm I'm very aware of that. And I I talked to you about this because I know a lot of people are Apple enthusiasts. And also a lot of people have looked at the stock and go, whoa, wow, shares rallied 70% this year, powered by in part investor optimism around the new phones and the possibility of an iPhone super cycle. That 5G should last five to seven years. But it won't really be all that hot and bothersome until year two and three when more apps are optimized for 5G. Same thing with video games. Um, I I don't have a buy rating because that's not what I do. But I look at Activision as a big winner. And I, I think the stock could work higher in the next three to five years. Should work higher in the next three to five years. But you should consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks I've mentioned. Um in my opinion. And if there's another pandemic along the way, that stock's gonna rip even higher. Because what we've learned about this pandemic is we like to stay home and play video games. So Apple stock has crossed the two trillion market level. The company remains by far the most highly valued US listed company. Stock was off three point four percent after the virtual uh, event concluded yesterday. I don't really care about the 999 for the Pro, the 1099 for the Pro Max. For me, it's about the digital services. Um, the LED lights are a big thing for teenagers, right? So I got my kids too. Uh, I got my kids' LED light setups. As COVID kind of pushed us back into the house as it pushed us into buckling down, as it pushed us into less shared space and more defined space so that they could have their, their, their office, essentially for school, I got them mm-hmm. some LED lights. And you can control the LED lights through HomePod minis and HomePods and through Apple products. But there's also an app that you can buy that you can turn it into a dance party. So instead of just setting the lights, you can say, let's have the lights react to the music. And I I, I saw it was free for a week. And then, oh, it's $49 a year. And my kids did that without asking me. There's going to be hell to pay in this family. One pound of flesh. Who gives it up? No, but yes. Subscriptions on a digital service. So I instantly went to my phone. It's paid for four year. Fine. I'm good with that. Instantly canceled the subscription. So it does Earl into next year. And oh boy. Subscriptions are a hot business model. Hot business model. Wall Street loves them. Um, Peloton has a subscription service for workouts. Apple's got subscription services for their TV, bundled with music, bundled with storage, bundled with Apple News. You got all these little peck, 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 peck digital services. Um, so the super cycle of IG is cute to me, but the services is where the profit margins can hit 80%, which is unbelievable. Um, so when you go and download that, that Philip Hugh app, and you somehow are paying $49 for a dance party, Apple gets 30% of that. And there's going to be a big court case in 2021 about this. Well, Epic back down? Um, Epic doesn't look like they're going to be able to sell their game, Fortnite, and their virtual currency until at least 2022. 20, um, wow. That got hot fast, right? So for me, the big thing, like Apple even said something, and this instantly will piss you off. They're not going to include chargers or cords in their new phones. You're going to have to buy your own chargers and cords. And you're like, What? But they also went out of their way to say, look at these new cases we've designed that you can just wirelessly charge easier because we have a magnet built into the case now. And that's going to be called MagSafe, which I, I don't get the name. I know they bought the brand and they never really did anything, but they're starting to make charging pads. And earlier this week, was it this week? It was last week. It was late last week. They told companies like Logitech and Sonos, get your stuff out of our store. We're going to sell our own stuff in the store. So they are taking over complete ecosystem control. Uh, Sort of. Um, Again, on the edge, I'm okay with what they announced yesterday. It wasn't blow up. It wasn't what the stock has done in the last two years. Can they continue to execute on the services? And do they get enough phones and enough hands, especially in Asia? So the super cycle is real. But like I said, the super cycle is going to take two to three years for us to see the benefits of it. Yes, if you play League of Legends, you'll see the benefits of it almost immediately. But to really see where we stand, it's going to be about two or three years of the app developers developing apps. that They can make money on subscriptions through Apple Store. And oh boy, you see where it's like even more powerful. Anyhow, super cycles like Xbox upgrades create opportunities for companies like Activision, Take-Two, Electronic Arts, and other video game makers. Super cycle upgrades like the iPhone going to 5G creates opportunity for app developers. There's always a bull market somewhere. The question is, does Apple still have room to run? Yes, if they execute. They don't really have a a fun story to look forward to. Like, oh, this time next year we're going to be having Apple Radio or Apple diet Coke or Apple like they don't really a car. No, they're pretty full formed right now until they come up with the augmented reality glasses. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW, and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or kdow.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.
1: The battle for the U.S. Senate is probably more interesting to me than the battle for the presidency. If Joe Biden wins next month, there's two different scenarios that would affect investments. Same thing, obviously, if President Trump wins, there'd be two different scenarios. There's essentially four scenarios. Do they get the Senate or not? And when I say they, you could say Republicans or Democrats. If Joe Biden wins next month, Republicans might still have Senate control and Biden will have very limited ability to pass legislation, that's called gridlock. Wall Street tends to like gridlock, But I can't say for sure this time. The other scenario is Democrats retake the Senate and Biden can enact an ambitious agenda, fighting climate change, enacting universal pre-K, raising taxes on the rich and expanding both health insurance and voting rights. Um, I'll get into more of this as we get closer to the election. And I'll try not to make it Republican versus Democrat. But there's some pretty right tight uh, races. and The one that I find most interesting is South Carolina, Jamie Harrison, Democrat slightly behind Lindsey Graham in the polls. When I go on Facebook right now, all I see is, come on, let's rally behind Jamie Harrison. Let's give him money. And this is paid for by Jamie Harrison for president or Jamie Harrison for Senate. I'm like, why am I seeing ads about Jamie Harrison? I'm, I'm in California. He's in North Carolina, right? Or South Carolina. I'm sorry. That makes no sense to me. But then I, you start looking at how rich the advertising system is inside of Facebook. And what you have is Facebook's the only game in town taking political ads, essentially. And in this case, it's not a political ad. It's a, let's raise money. I bet you that Jamie Harrison ad is not running in parts of South Carolina that are, are strong Republican. I bet you it's not running in Texas, which is considered a Republican state. I bet you it's not running in Iowa. Like, there's not the wealthy donors there that you can pick on that you can in Palo Alto. It's turned very interesting, to say the least. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. IKEA. Do you remember a couple of years ago, IKEA had the scandal where some of their IKEA meatballs had horse meat in them? And I know you're saying horse meat is a delicacy in France. No, no, it's, it's, it's really not. <laughs> It's typically put into as a beef substitute as a way of lowering costs. What? So IKEA had some horse meat meatballs, not the type of meatballs you were thinking you were getting. But they're they're an interesting company to watch. They're taking steps towards entering the resale market. It's part of its uh, company to become its goal to become a company that's considered circular by 2030. The furniture retailer announced that in November it will be hosting events around the world, encouraging customers to bring in used furniture in exchange for store credit. The company is also planning on opening a second-hand furniture store in Sweden. For IKEA, these types of programs are an attempt to stay relevant. While its e-commerce business has increased over the last six months, sales still drop year over year during last quarter's earnings. With the jump into resale, the company is testing out new strategies and channels that hopefully will click with customers in new ways. I bring that up because you got to stay relevant. Um, there's no doubt about it in my mind. You got to stay relevant. <clears throat> Ikea in my generation, and I guess you'd say my generation was when I was in my 20s, it was cheap furniture. Um I probably went to an Ikea for the last time in my early 30s, and then I just got tired of this stuff. I felt like the quality just wasn't quite what I needed, or maybe I didn't know how to shop for the quality. Um, something was wrong. Something was not clicking. Something was terribly, terribly wrong. Um, but trying to stay relevant is, is important, and that click with the millennials is what they're trying to hit, not me. They've lost me forever when I had that coffee table that I tried to put together and it, basically it, it, ended a relationship for me cause there's too many screws. There's too few, sc- two bolts. There's, it just was a mess. Um, it's kind of funny cause I had a party at the house one night and, uh, someone put his foot on it and put his foot right through it. Oh, uh, it was like kindling wood, but it was supposed to be coffee table, not kindling wood. So I'll never go to Ikea again, but I understand it's staying relevant. Um, in the last couple of years, they've upped their food game in front of the stores to bring people in for the food, do a little bit of shopping. Home Depot does the same thing where they've got incredibly cheap hot dogs and Costco does the same thing. Um, some people think Costco's food court is a nice restaurant. I'm all in for that, sure. And it's a way of luring you in to stay relevant. Especially if you're like, wow, I can get a whole pizza for three bucks or four bucks or five bucks. That's better than going the route of, you know, that's, that's, that's value for my money and it's just cheese and sauce, right? I know, I just offended a lot of people. No, pizza's life. Thank you. I'm not one of those people, by the way. So I'm not a deep dish, I'm not a Chicago, I'm not a New York. Only so much in my brain and Talking about pizza is not going to be one of them. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So, IKEA is trying to stay relevant. I think that's important to bring up. Um, I think the Apple event was met with a um, curiosity. So, to come out with iPhone 12 mini, bucking the bigger screen, the better trend, I'm intrigued to see if that's going to work for them. Invesco just launched the NASDAQ next generation 100 ETF traded under the ticker symbol QQQJ. The baby brother of the Qs will hold 100 of the largest companies outside the NASDAQ 100 in what's essentially the NASDAQ 101 to 200. Um, I kind of like the idea because when you look at the NASDAQ, it's really dominated by 10 to 15, 20 stocks. If Apple has a good year, the NASDAQ can have a good year. But the NASDAQ has a lot of growth companies that miss our attention because we're paid attention to the top 10, top 20. You get the idea. Johnson Johnson paused in its COVID vaccine trials yesterday because of an unexplained illness. But unexplained illnesses are, are an expected part of any clinical study. When you're running your, your vaccine through 60,000 people, you may find someone who, here's a sad story. I've got a friend who loves IPAs. And when he turned 45, 50, he he found out he was allergic to certain types of wheat or certain types of product that are put into IPAs. And he had adverse reactions to it. Didn't know, didn't kill him, but, you know, it it caused inflammation. So Johnson Johnson, it, it could have been the guy had a bad beer and he got inflamed. Or it could be that their vaccine almost killed him. That's why you pause the treatment. And that's why you start looking at things like, how can we do things better? Is this guy an outlier? Is it a different type of allergic reaction than what he got from the shot? Um, all good stuff to work with. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. We are earnestly in earnings season at this point in time. And it's going to be a good one. Um, we expect major beats this quarter. Because so far out of about 60 companies, they're beating on revenue. They're beating on earnings considerably. Not by 5%, but by 25%. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW, and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or kdow.biz. I'm
1: Rob Black, talking all things financial. Pandemic has caused me to consume a little bit more Netflix. Netflix, I ran into a documentary that I typically want to consume. It consumes, was on Bill Gates. It's called Inside the Brain of Bill Gates. I think it's a three-parter, maybe four-parter. Fascinating. Fascinating. And um, he's getting a lot of headline news right now because clearly he's got the Bill Gates Foundation and tied towards world health issues. Um, the reason I bring this up is particularly nothing other than he and Dr. Fauci, and he said this was pretty cute on CNBC this morning, he said um, vaccine conspiracies targeted me and Dr. Fauci are unfortunate and hurt the public gates is a fascinating man Um, and he said he was naive in the microsoft world about antitrust scrutiny very self-reflective i like that speaking of self-reflective let's bring in patrick o'hare briefing.com a great source of information for domestic and international news and events Uh, a lot of financial data to crunch there that i feel is uh, not terribly biased it's 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 lovely how are you mr o'hare hey good morning rob i'm doing okay thanks so I start my day every day with page one, and we're getting a little bit more into earnings season. Um uh, and I think last week you said something pretty fantastic. You're a smart guy, and I'm giving you all the credit here for this. You said the earnings beats so far have been bigger, revenue beats have been bigger. This should be a good earnings quarter. So far, now that we're about two weeks into earnings season, how do you is that still holding up?
2: Um it is. <laughs> Okay. Um, really, what I you know what I alluded to is that uh, the earnings would be relatively good, uh, okay. so, and true. not necessarily good in an absolute sense, right? Because you're still talking about large year-over-year declines. I mean, even today, uh, when you take into account the, the huge earnings beat from Goldman Sachs, the you know, S&P 500 uh, uh, blended growth rate is still about down about 18 a half percent year-over-year. Um, but uh, but clearly you saw a huge beat in Goldman Sachs, and I think that's indicative of kind of what you'll see, maybe not to the extent the Goldman beat, but you're going to continue to see these positive earnings surprises from most companies as we roll through the rest of this uh, reporting period. So when it's all said and done, you know, the headline will be that it was good uh, when it actually should say that it was relatively good. Um, what it will also say, though, is that the market really doesn't, care about 2020. It's fixed on 2021. And because you're getting relatively good earnings through the third quarter here, uh, it will continue to kind of keep the market fixated on this notion that uh, there will be a higher throughput in 2021 that helps support these um, higher
1: valuations. So we've had a she loves me, she loves me, not relationship with President Trump and stimulus. And last week you wisely brought up, don't forget, it still has to get through the Senate. That's not going to be likely. Nancy Pelosi is dealing with the White House. She's going to have to deal with the Senate too to get a package done. Any updates on where we are politically speaking with three weeks left until the election and potential stimulus? Any thoughts that you think might happen?
2: Uh, well, you know, I, I don't think that there's anything, uh, quote, new um, to, to really talk about. I mean, we're we're at a stalemate and, you know, both sides have kind of acknowledged that. And, you know, you have to allow for the idea that, that you know, there's certainly political gamesmanship happening on both sides right now that, that you know, three weeks in front of an election, um you know who who wants to hand one side or the other a you know potential talking point victory. Um, it, it's shallow. It's unfortunate, but because of the politics involved now, um, we think it, it it preempts the likelihood that you will see any type of deal uh, uh, that's acceptable and agreed to. You know before the election, and you know I think too that even you know regardless of what happens after the election. Um you know, I think the market's still kind of ahead of itself and banking on this notion that you're gonna you get at this this huge fiscal stimulus package um a lot has to happen a lot of things have to fall into place for that that to happen it's not just president uh, excuse me it's not just Joe Biden winning the presidency um you know the, the Democrats also need to take uh control of the house- house and senate uh, and particularly in the Senate, you know they need to have um uh you know sixty vote count to to get a large fiscal stimulus done, and that may not prove so easy as the market seems to think it is right now, but um, so the opportunity for there to be a stimulus package of some kind after the election certainly isn 't dead, no matter who wins, but you know at this juncture, we think that you 're likely going to be looking at a a smaller size package you know if you don 't get this Massive Democratic sweep that some people are expecting that then renders them the opportunity to score 60 votes in the Senate to get it done
1: This is going to sound like an odd question and you don't have to answer because it's out of left field but the IMF and the Congressional Budget Office study has talked about how much economic damage the pandemic's gonna cost over the next 10 years roughly and They're looking like 28 trillion which would put us as bad as everything since the Great Depression do you feel that the economic damage is as bad as everything since the great depression it's it's more expensive than all the wars we fought since 2000 it's crazy when you start looking at the you know comparative numbers is it that bad or is the media getting hey, well, it wrong like i i don't know how to ask the question but go ahead
2: well and it's a tough question to to answer you know certainly when you're in the, the thick of things you tend to get these uh, calamitous forecasts, you know, um, a lot of extrapolation from kind of, you know, how things are now and the and worst-case scenario modeling, right? So perhaps it could be as bad as they're suggesting, but um, probably not, you know. I mean, there's certainly been a lot of damage done, and uh, you can tell by the, by the response to it that this is entirely something different. Um, but I think in Part that the the massive response you've seen on the fiscal and monetary side is kind of somewhat reflective of um, you know where we are politically in a way in that you know that the free market uh, functioning isn't allowed to be so free um, you know you, you you run into periods obviously where you need to offer the additional. Uh, fiscal stimulus, but particularly as it relates to monetary stimulus. And this is kind of what we've talked about for years now, Rob, just in terms of sort of the moral hazard that gets invited whenever there's this expectation when when bad things happen that, you know, the Federal Reserve is going to ride to the rescue and and save, uh, you know, the equity market. You know, it might do what it can to help promote the smooth functioning of financial markets and keep liquidity flowing. But I think there's this unfortunate expectation that, um, you know, that it, they're going to bail out, you know, investors, uh, at all costs. And, uh, you know, that can have some damaging costs, uh, in the long run, but, um, uh, you know, right now, kind of like living in the moment and enjoying that, you know, that, that stimulus, but, um, you know, there's a lot that needs to be resolved here in terms of our approaches to these issues, as well as, um, you know, how we get, you know, so many unemployed people, you know, back to work uh, that remain unemployed as a result of the pandemic and and might have permanently
1: lost a job as a result of the pandemic. It's going to be a, a fun two years, at least. Um, and I think the IMF referred to it as a long ascent a difficult climb that will be long, uneven, and uncertain and prone to setbacks. We we get in, caught up with these V-shaped recoveries, W-shaped recoveries, K-shaped recoveries. I kind of like the phrase, the long ascent. Uh, Mr. O'Hare, is there anything that you're working on right now that you think we should be paying attention to? Because I got the, the headline questions out of the way. Now I like just to pick your brain and you tell me what to think.
2: Well, you know, I think one of the kind of the stories is sort of just, Gotten lost, and, and then next here that you know, likely be focusing on for this week's um, big picture column is, you know, we heard uh, uh, on, on Monday I believe that the uh, the cost of living adjustment that's factored off of the consumer price index uh, is going to be 1.3% for 2021. So effectively, you know, if you're receiving Social Security. You know, your increase is 1.3 percent and, um, uh, you know, total CPI was 1.4 percent year over year. I know this is for 2021, but effectively, you're not getting a raise um, and you have a, a uh, Federal Reserve that's clearly embracing a policy that wants to invite higher inflation. So so it would be difficult, you know, for people on those fixed incomes to, um, you know, deal with higher costs. Um, so that's one component. The other component, though, from an investment standpoint is that um, if you're looking at kind of, uh, you know, a low return, low interest rate environment and and you need to have some added income to um, offset those inflationary pressures, you know, where are you going to go? Well, I think there's some opportunity on the dividend side uh, of the equation within the stock market and probably greater embrace of some of those higher dividend yielding stocks in 2021 as investors faced with a market trading already to a lofty valuation uh, turn to those areas that can provide perhaps some safer and higher income than they're going to get anywhere else
1: Sounds good. Thank you so much for being with us, sir I look forward to uh, talking with you every Wednesday at 730 Pacific time We put it out on a podcast people can grab it there and consume it there as well And I know briefing repurposes it as well. I think thanks for being with us. It is Patrick O'Hare briefing.com. It's a source that I use almost every day on Wall Street if not every day on Wall Street Um, starting my day off with a little page one written by Patrick O'Hare. He's been my, and I I don't mean this, he's been my brother in finance now for 20 plus years and I love it. Uh, I don't think we think exactly the same, but he's always refreshing with what he can throw down ideas and off the cuff. We don't script this in any way, shape or form, but Chad and I do. We script heavily. Um, Chad doesn't like to be surprised per se in conversations, but I think Chad's best conversations with me are off the cuff, so to speak. Um, But yeah, Patrick O'Hare does a very, very nice job. You can find him online at briefing.com. It's briefing.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing,
0: and more. Let's take a break here. We'll be right back. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black.
1: Let's just get to the things we didn't get to. Political reporter Jake Sherman says both sides will hold stimulus talks today, but discussions are still at a standstill. Okay. So Maybe something later today comes out. Maybe not. I'm not going to bank on that one. Um, what else is out there as far as big stories? Wells Fargo, they just had their uh, call update. Every 90 days, they report earnings. Every 90 days, they give a conference call. Here's some of the things that they said. The economy has improved. Good. Most employees will be working from home until the end of the year, at least. Company plans to downsize corporate real estate portfolio in the long term. Fewer bank branches for us to go to. Good. You can do most of your banking now online or through apps. I'm fine with that. Company is capable of earnings which are higher than they are right now. Hmm. Company lowered 2020 net interest income guidance to about 40 billion. Well, that's when we start getting into, there's not much left there. Transport stocks are in the news today. The Dow Jones transportation average got off to a strong start that has the growth-sensitive group approaching its record high. When the Dow Jones transportation sector does well, it's telling us that six months from now, our economy is going to be in a much better place. If you believe Wall Street is a discounting mechanism. And if you believe that with, you know, 80 plus years of data that when Alaska Air is above its 50 day moving average, it's showing growth in the economy. When Matson remains near record highs, where Landstar Systems, which is a trucking um, logistics company, sits at a five week high. When CSX, a big choo-choo train company, sits at a record high. Southwest Airlines is, is above its 200 day moving average. So there's some growth there. FedEx hit a fresh record high. I talked about FedEx probably six months ago with you. I said, this is a value stock. This is a broken, dilapidated transportation company that'll still be in business when all is said and done. And they are. UPS, weakest performer in the group, hovering just near the record high. Okay. Now for the bad news. Transportations are working, telling us the economy is working. AMC is down 18% today. Company may run out of cash by the end of the year. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the movies. Not so much, right? And have ourselves some fun. Popcorn's dancing, the soda's dancing, the diabetes are flashing warning lights. But theater stocks across the group are down. AMC's down 18%. National Cinema's down 6.8%. IMAX down 4%. Cinemark was up slightly. But the movie industry is is getting damaged hard. I saw that Disney is refocusing, restructuring their movies division. Their studios are going to come out with studio content. But someone else is going to decide, oh, is that one going to go to Disney Plus or is that one going to go to movie theaters? And they'll have someone now making decisions on maybe we could do a live action Cinderella instead of for the movie theaters, we'll scale it down the budget to make it like a really good TV show movie. I'd be good with that. But think about the jobs in California that are stressed out of their minds right now in Southern California who are tied to media. What do you mean you're focusing on streaming and less so on movie theaters? That's what it looks like coming out of uh, Disney. So those are some of the things that are out there today that I have not gotten to. American Airlines CEO Doug Parker said, quote, flying less than half of what we were flying a year ago in terms of networks, with no anticipation that American Airlines, that air travel demand will return to 2019 levels anytime in 2021. Got it. I'm picking up what they're putting down. Um... He's not going to be so depressing that he's going to say, we're never going to get back to where we were. He would be like, go as a CEO if he was that discouraging, but he's being honest and he says 2021 is not going to be as good as 2019. Apple got a little bit of the sell the news yesterday. The thing that I walked away from that is it's really a play on 5g in Asia first and foremost, and it's going to take two to three years for the United States to get caught up to speed with apps. They're well positioned, but now they gotta do a good execution. And I don't see any mystery product. We're not rumored to be talking about a Apple car. We're not rumored to be talking about augmented headset until 2021. Will that still happen or are they gonna push it to 2022, 2023? Um Netflix got an upgrade to a street high six hundred and seventy dollars from six hundred dollars at Goldman. They expect six million new net subscribers driven by growth in content on the platform, a lack of competition for entertainment hours and spend. When we don't have a vaccine by November and we're getting pretty darn close, I think it's fair to say that this bleeds into spring and summer of next year. The amount of time it's going to take to get herd immunity, the amount of time it's going to take to get enough people infected, the amount of time it's going to take enough people to get vaccinated, vaccinated. We're looking at spring fall or spring summer before we really start getting into more opens. Eli issue, Eli Lilly issued information about their active three study as treatment for COVID-19 in hospital patients. Eli Lilly, Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer, Merck, they're the big pharmaceutical companies. They said active three is an independent study in hospitalized patients. Independent data is recommending a pause, pause impacts. um, But all their other studies are continuing. So they're just trying to figure out one neutralizing antibody issue. Um, Whereas Lily's got other studies focused on earlier stages of COVID-19 disease. So when you hear that kind of headline news, don't overreact. The best thing to do as an investor is see that we've gone through world wars. We've gone through Hitler. We've gone through Paul pot. We've gone through Saddam Hussein. We've gone through really high oil, really low oil. We've gone through Ebola. We've gone through bird flu, swine flu. We'll get through this. It's just, uh, you never feel like you forget those that you did get through. Try to have that memory, and that'll help your emotions. Find me online at robloxshow.com.